millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. how Peacock levels the playing field of Premier League popularity, our opinions about opening weekends of Bundesliga and Serie A coverage, where to go to get top-level Premier League analysis, Roku responds to demands by adding Peacock to streaming devices, plus we have letters from you listeners in our mailbag section. I'm Christopher Harris, a.k.a. The Gaffer, joined alongside co-host Kartik Krishnair. Kartik, when we began this podcast uh, almost four years ago, I don't think you or I could have anticipated how much of an impact uh, the majority of our soccer viewing is having. I mean, when you think about it, right? Bundesliga, every game on streaming. Uh, the Premier League, almost 50% of, of games are on streaming, including now a lot of the big matches. Serie A, what, what's that? 95% of the games are on streaming. Uh, Major League Soccer, I mean, really, I mean, I've been doing the, the schedules for the last few weeks, and almost every game is on ESPN Plus, unless you get it on your local TV station. But for me, that doesn't have a local MLS team, almost every game is on ESPN Plus. And you go down the list, I mean, there's very little soccer that's on mainstream television, so much so that our weekly column about TV ratings is really dominated and I mean, monopolized, really, not in a bad way, but by, by Univision and Tuduene. I mean, they're, they're the ones that are covering a ton of soccer on television. And then other than that, Fox is out of the game. CBS, Champions League, Europa League, every game on streaming. And yes, now and again, you'll have a game on, on television. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, and, and in fact, uh, I should mention that there's been some significant cost-cutting uh, at 2DNA and Udivision, which you might reflect if you watch that network regularly, those networks regularly, you might notice that. So it's it's like everything is very different. Is there anything, any network that covers soccer the same way now than they did in, in 2016 when we started this? Um, in sports. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right? That That's one, the only right? one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I thought it was nobody, but that's a good <laughs> shout for me in. And that's a, that's a credit to them. Um, and also Goal TV. 
I mean, so yeah. it's kind of two networks that really don't change things much. They stick to their their game plan, and you I mean, but but then again, being sports is not really is not really on television that much. You know I mean, it's not on your Comcast, it's not on your Direct TV. TV. So most people that are watching being sports, it's through it's through streaming. Same with Gold TV. You know I mean, Gold TV. It's really difficult to find on your local cable or satellite company. It's it's mostly through streaming, through Fanatis or Fubo, etc. So, I mean that that's the name of the game right now, Kartik. And, and we've had this past two weeks so much uh, opinions on social media and the comment section on 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 the website worldsoccertalk.com. Just people saying like, ah, I hate it. I, like, I, 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 enough's enough. Like. What happened to, to soccer on television? Well, to me, practically almost soccer is almost extinct on television. It's, what, 90%? Especially last weekend, 90% of the games on our uh, our weekly column about the top five games to watch on soccer on TV this weekend, uh, four of the five were on streaming. There was only one game that was on television. Now, Now, this past weekend was... Uh, and, and anomaly, it's not going to be that way with uh, the Premier League on NBCSN every single week. This weekend, almost all the games are going to be on uh, on on television. But I can I can tell you, I can I, I mean I, I can predict the future and foretell. Not much of a, pred- a prediction here, but you, you're going to see more and more games on, on Peacock. There's there's no doubt about it. Yeah, and and I, it, you speak of BN. I had forgotten how hard it was to actually get BN Extra. I mean, it's free, but you have to go through some hoops because Nisa this week was on BN Extra, so I thought, ah, just fire up BN and, and, and watch it, and it wasn't that way, right? So, um, you know, they're, they're, they, they, your commitment as a fan is tested, but I think the executives know that soccer fans are more willing – well, at least they thought were more willing to go jump through these hoops and pay extra for it. But I, I really, Chris, been taken aback. Uh, and I know people who follow me on Twitter have seen this uh, back and forth every day. Taken aback by the resistance and anger about Peacock. It was this anger wasn't there when NBC Sports Gold debuted a few years ago. It hasn't really been there uh, for the Serie A and Bundesliga going behind ESPN Plus or, or the Championship. Think about it. the Championship used to have. Uh, Two matches a week, probably on uh, on average on BN, right. yeah, on TV, and now none. But it's I, there's something about ESPN Plus where people tolerate it a little better. Um, in fact, there are Bundesliga fans who think this is the greatest thing ever. They're seeing more games, even though there'll be far fewer games on television this year than last season when it was on Fox. Yeah, this this one's a little bit different. And when I say this one, of course, it's Peacock. It's different because. It's it's not really a sports streaming uh, service. It's really more of a. It's almost more of a Netflix. I mean, I mean, Peacock is like Netflix. You got you got movies. Yes. You got some original yes. programming. You've got a huge catalog of, of uh, you know over like what thirteen thousand uh, uh, programs that are available through there. And then you've got sports. But so- sports part of it is kind of on the side. Uh, yes, I mean they have golf and they have soccer, and, and, and I'm sure they're going to have more in the future. Uh, ESPN is a little bit different. I mean, but but then again, too, you look at the price point. I mean, Peacock's cheaper than ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus, yes, has a ton of uh, programming for for sports and soccer, etc. Documentaries, thirty for thirties, etc. I think part of it. I mean, the resistance. I, I was surprised by it too. 
I mean, there's many different factors. I mean, part of it, though, to Kartik, I think, is that uh, part of it is it's Comcast. Part of it uh, feels like, and, and and also the other part of it is to here's another streaming service on top of what people were already paying for in the past. So it's uh, if Peacock was early to the game, maybe there would have been less resistance. But with it being so late in, in, in the scheme of things, as far as your CBS All Accesses and, and uh, ESPN Pluses and uh, you mean, I mean those types of streaming services, Peacock is late. But yeah, I, I was surprised by the resistance too. I mean, there, there are reasons for the resistance in terms of not being available on Roku. Okay, well, that's been resolved. It's now on Roku, which makes a big difference. You mean, it's you mean, the most popular streaming service, a uh, streaming device out there to, to watch uh, programming, whether you've cut the cord or not. But, but uh, Roku's a, bi- a big difference. Um, some of the functionality that that people got in NBC Sports Gold is not available in Peacock, but but with that, I would say to have some patience and and to be optimistic. Um, I mean, Peacock is brand new, and hopefully, in a short amount of time, some of the features that people were used to on NBC Sports Gold will be in Peacock. But overall, I mean, this past weekend, Kartik, I watched more Peacock than I did uh, ESPN Plus. I watched a ton, a ton of Premier League programming, a uh, ton of games, some some shows and different things, and and yes, I love the ESPN Plus too. But uh, I mean, to me, so far, I'm trying to remain positive and optimistic that Peacock is going to get better, and I, and I'm pretty confident it will. So I guess part of the discussion here is one on Peacock. You can stream, but you really can't watch on demand. You can't uh, pause. I had numerous problems when I switched because ESPN Plus is showing Serie A matches or Bundesliga matches that I want to watch at the same time they're matches on Peacock. I can get out of the ESPN app on my Apple TV, uh, kind of leave it running, switch to Peacock, and then go back to ESPN and the game is still running. Now, when I leave Peacock... I leave the game and I have to fire it back up again. When I go back to Peacock, it has to reload and it picks up wherever the game is now. And actually on ESPN plus, I do have the option of pausing the Serie A or Bundesliga match or actually championship match. Sure. I watched Coventry and QPR uh, on ESPN plus this weekend. Um, you can just you could pause that. There's just more functionality in it, and I think that's a great point you make. NBC Sports Gold had some of that functionality that we don't have in Peacock. And the other thing is, I think a lot of people subscribe to ESPN Plus, saying, oh, "I got to subscribe now that the, I have to watch the Bundesliga or Serie A there." But then there's all this other sports programming that they probably want anyway. Whereas with Peacock, you're right; it's like a Netflix. So you get the Premier League, uh, you do get some golf, and that's it. Otherwise, it's it's movies and documentaries, which may not interest a lot of these people. So that that might be uh, the reason. But I, I do trust it will get better. Although I'm surprised, um, NBC Universal has brought something to market and promoted it so widely, uh, which was not fully functional in the way other streaming services are. So that's uh, that's something that I think we're going to have to continue to discuss. I do agree with you, Chris. I trust that they will work out these kinks. But uh, for a company of, uh, of Universal size, NBC Universal and Comcast size uh, and, and uh, experience in the media space, they're always competing with Disney, right? So Disney Plus beat them to market. Uh, ESPN Plus beat them to market. I- I'm really kind of surprised by some of these issues. Yeah, part of it is I think, I, I mean, my guess is based on 
some of the discussions I have had is that the Premier League was almost an afterthought for Peacock. A year ago, when uh, NBC in- internally are planning on Peacock, they're developing it, trying to figure out what programming to put on there. I'm not so sure that the Premier League was even part of that picture. And and, and I think a year ago, if I remember correctly, I, I asked NBC Sports um, on the sports side, uh, the PR side, and said, hey, t- talk to me about Peacock. Is there any chance the Premier League could be on there? And I think the response I got was, we're not sure. And and that's the feeling I get, though, too, is that Peacock was developed in a way to think of it as more of a Netflix. <clears throat> we can watch um, you mean, you watch programs on demand. You can watch movies, TV shows, and, uh, and, and other types of programming. It wasn't essentially meant for live sports. Now, that's been added on. And I think NBC Sports has to catch up, or NBC Sports, Peacock has to catch up and, and actually add those uh, enhancements, those features that we as live sports fans uh, crave, need, and want. I mean, those are the things that will be added, I believe, in the near future. And I think once, if you add pause, I mean, being able to pause, pause a game and have on demand, those two things by itself would make a big difference. I think those two things would uh, uh, satisfy a lot of people. And again, too, it's, I mean, a lot of people have, have commented to me and said like, well, Fubo has this and uh, Hulu plus live TV has this functionality. And I'm like, it, it's, it's not an apples to apples comparison. Fubo TV is what? $55 a month. Um, I mean, YouTube TV is $65 a month. The types of functionality that those streaming service services have, which have been in business for a long, long time, is not the same as Peacock, which is what four ninety nine a month. For a lot of people, it's free. Maybe it'll get there eventually, but uh, anyway, that, that, that's kind of my take on it. Is that um, I, I would just urge patience, urge people to kind of just uh, not go. So, I mean, there's people out there saying, "Okay, I'm going to boycott Peacock." I think that's taken it too far, but uh, but so far, I mean, from what I've seen from this past weekend, um, in terms of the the matches, and and the big thing for me, Kartik, has been the Premier uh, Premier Premier League TV, pardon me, uh, channel, the actual channel. That's uh, yes, it's live, it's not available on demand. Maybe in the future it will be, but I've watched that plus the games uh, is has been kind of my last week for the most part. Lots of great documentaries. I watched a great doc- documentary about um, Robin van Persie uh, <laughs> from Arsenal. Uh, just talking about his memorable goals he scored for the Gunners. Uh, also, your favourite, Don Hutchinson, is in a lot of the uh, tactical analysis shows that they have. They have one show called Fan Zone, where you have uh, live interviews with soccer fans from around the world. So you had fans from Tanzania, Egypt... Asia, uh, I think Columbus, ar- around the world, and they ask their questions or they share their opinions about the Premier League matches they just saw or players, etc. And then you have Don Hutchinson uh, live on live television, I mean, discussing that and asking questions and, and answering, uh, sharing some of his analysis. And I think um, for me personally, yes, I, I had an NBC Sports Gold subscription in the past, and I used to watch... Now and again, the Premier League TV, uh, Today show, when I remembered it was on. Um, but I'm watching more now on Roku the, of the Premier League uh, 
TV channel, which is from Premier League Productions. Then I did when I had NBC Sports Gold. And for me, just because it's a constant stream, it's easier to have on in the background. And it's really good. Really, really high level analysis. And, and actually, Kartik, just add one more thing. I think that's the part that's missing from NBC Sports' analysis of the Premier League. With the Tim Howards, the two Robbies, and Rebecca Lowe, and Arlo White. And we've talked about how that's been relatively comfortable, relatively average from them. Is that plus the Premier League TV channel really accentuates that Premier League experience? I'm, I'm getting more from the Premier League TV channel than I'm getting from NBC Sports in terms of their analysis. But the two of them together is a good fit. It's well-rounded. Yeah, I watched that same Don Hutchison show, uh, the Fan Zone show. I got more analysis from the fans on that show, the guys from Australia, and the one you mentioned, the one from Columbus. There was one for one or two from India. Uh, then I did two on NBC shows. I'm sorry, it's like I, I I I was getting a lot because they were also talking to fans of non-Big Six teams. That was another part of it, which was important for me. So yeah, I, I watched that show. I enjoyed that, and uh, yeah, I, I did Peacock uh, can co- complement the NBC coverage although i have to say and you had reported last week about peacock being the deeper dive having the deeper dive analysis studio shows the monday studio show uh which was actually hosted by ahmed farid not by uh, uh rebecca Lowe, was a little deeper in terms of it, it was all exclusively on peacock right there was no nbcsn component at all uh was I think a little deeper dive. It wasn't great, but it was better than the NBS, NBCSN shows. They got a little more into tactics. They got a little more into analysis. They got a little more into tracking certain player movements. So, uh, yeah, maybe they just feel like that's not suitable for, for television or for uh, uh, terrestrial uh, TV anymore for whatever reason. I noticed that too because I was watching it more closely than than I usually do. NBC SN's coverage, uh, oh, actually, NBC SN's coverage on Peacock, trying to see because they have more time. What are they doing with that time? And it's early days. I mean, it's early days for Tim Howard, but it's also early days for um, these productions of. I mean, the studio productions having more time. I, I was a little bit dis- disappointed too with the level of analysis with that time that they had, the extra time, it just didn't go as deeper as I thought they would. Um, maybe that'll improve over time. Also, maybe that'll improve with the chemistry because Tim Howard was on well, all weekends, the first two weekends. Um, he's been on, on there quite a bit. But yeah, I was I was disappointed. But again, maybe when Robbie Earl comes back and there's a little bit of, I mean, them working together a little bit more, it'll be better. But um yeah, a lot, a lot of room for improvement there as far as what they could be doing. But uh, but yeah, overall, and, and actually for a lot of listeners too, are probably screaming at me right now saying, okay, yeah, Peacock's great. It's on Roku, finally, thank gosh. Uh, but what about Amazon Fire TV? And um, so last weekend before Roku was official with uh, Peacock, I watched most of the games through Chromecast. So I was able to uh, use Chromecast in my Chrome uh, Google Chrome browser and then cast that to my big TV set and then watched, um, watched the games on there. Monday, Roku announced that um, they're now uh, ha- have Peacock. So I've been watching it on, on, uh, on Roku. But uh, I think yesterday I went ahead and said, OK, anyway, Amazon Fire TV, I have that on a, on a different television. Let me go ahead and add the, uh, the Peacock uh, to there. And it is possible. So even though it's not official, 
you can go ahead and sideload it. So you have to basically install uh, the app onto the Amazon Fire TV, which is essentially an Android uh, box or a, a, I mean, a system that's running Android. So I'll have the article and I'll go through step by step for anyone who has an Amazon Fire TV stick or Amazon Fire TV that wants to have uh, Peacock on there. It's possible and it works flawlessly. It's it's really, really, once you've done it, it's, it's, it makes a big difference. So anyway, check out worldsoccertalk.com on the homepage and I'll have a uh, step-by-step article there. Now, Kartik, uh, I mean, yes, we Peacock, we enjoy the games. Um, before we go into that, uh, I mean, we, we've spent a good amount of time already on the Premier League. What about the Bundesliga? I was, I mean, just one thing from me on the Bundesliga, I was so happy to see fans in the stadium. I mean, if anyone who who watched the games on Saturday and Sunday, yes, it's a small percentage, but to actually see fans in seats or standing uh, a certain percentage in each of the different uh, stadiums, uh, other than the Bayern one, I that that was great, wonderful to see. That gave me some hope that. Um, I mean, yes, things are going to take a while, but that things will start to get back to normal soon. Yeah, so the Bundesliga coverage on ESPN was, was excellent uh, this weekend. I, I uh, enjoyed the preview show that they aired on ESPN2 on Thursday, which had not been promoted. Now, I knew they were going to do an hour-long ESPN FC Bundesliga preview show. But I did not know uh, it was going to be on ESPN2, uh, and my uh, DVR picked it up. <laughs> so I watched it the next morning on Friday morning. Dan Thomas hosted it with the usual uh, cast of characters and a couple of actual guests who, who knew the Bundesliga in and out. Derek Ray was on it, uh, as you would expect. So it was outstanding. And then uh, the studio show Friday. I know you watched this, Chris, also uh, with uh, hosted by Kay Murray and uh, Taylor Twelman uh, uh, contributing. And obviously Taylor Twelman being the co-commentator for uh, Bundesliga matches uh, uh, this season and, and uh, pairing with Derek Ray on the broadcast. The only thing I didn't like about it was that they got out after the game really quickly, right? It was it, it seemed kind of rushed. Case uh, fit the, the five to seven minutes at the end, but the the thirty minute lead into the game was fantastic. Really well done. Uh, I got more from it than I get from 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 NBC pregame shows now for the Premier League. And uh, I thought the, the match coverage was excellent. Derek Ray, as always, is is at the top of his game. Uh, particularly, Derek Ray is one of the best commentators in English language in general, but particularly with the Bundesliga. It seems to be the league he has the greatest comfort with. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if if uh, Derek Ray was reborn, he'd be uh, born as a German. I mean, he, he in terms of the culture, the language, uh, the teams, the history... He's almost more German than he is Scottish, which which is fa- fantastic. I mean, here's somebody who is very passionate about uh, about German soccer and the German culture and the way that they do things, and it comes through on the broadcast uh, very authentically. I mean, this is somebody that also is well versed in, of course, I mean, in pr- practically at any of the major soccer leagues from around the world, and, and is a really a scholar of the game. We're so fortunate to have him. I mean, we're so fortunate to have Derek Ray doing the broadcast um so he's going to do the the um any games that appear on espn or espn2 for the bundesliga this season which are supposed to be three more for the rest of the season maybe a few more if if, uh things go well um he will do those as the lead commentator so he's the bundesliga lead commentator for espn 
and then otherwise he will do the world feed now and again. So hopefully we'll get to hear him quite often from uh, on ESPN Plus. But uh, yeah, the game itself, gosh, I mean, I mean, it's just a shame that Schalke is it's just so poor. I mean, so I I can't remember seeing a team that poor. Um, in a top-level game against an opponent. I mean, yes, Bayern's one of the best teams, if not the best team in the world right now, but Schalke was absolutely abysmal. Um, I didn't get to watch as much Bundesliga over the weekend as I would like, um, mostly because I was watching the Premier League, but I did watch the uh, on ESPN Plus the Bundesliga highlight show of Match Day 1, and it was like 60 minutes of really good um, coverage of all the games, um, some interviews now and again, and some some, some of the backstory, uh, well produced, and um, it looked like I missed a really good weekend of, of some great uh, great games there, Kartik. Yeah, the the Dortmund Luchengladbach match was my favorite match of the week. Uh, I uh, okay, so I I I do this every season. Uh, people tease me about it because they know it's coming, uh, and Bayern did win eight nil. I, I, I accept that. But I do think Dortmund's 3-0 win over Gladbach, a fellow top four team, was more impressive than the 8-0. Uh, the, and so I'm, I'm deluding myself into believing Dortmund can win the title because I do this every season. Just <laughs> play along with me, Chris. But, okay. but, but they were fanta- fantastic. The match was great. Uh, Bellingham and, and Gio Reyna, both 17-year-olds. I think Jude Bellingham has, and you and I both watched him in the championship last year, I think he has the potential to be one of the best players in the world. And I'm not kidding. That's not hyperbole. And he showed it right uh, right away, first match in the Bundesliga. And then Haaland uh, and Jadon Sancho also had great games. Uh, it was really fun to watch. I just think Dortmund's going to be fun this year. Whether they win the league or not, they're going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, abs- absolutely, and, it, and even the post-match interview with uh, Erling Haaland uh, calling uh, Giorena the American Dream, and just you, you can tell that these are players, young players that love playing the sport, uh, love, uh, I mean, playing attacking football. Such a fun team to watch, and and I hope I hope they go for it. I mean, whether it's Dortmund or whether it's one of the other German teams, I hope that they really push. Bayern to the limit and really make it a fun season. So far, so good. I mean, opening weekend, as far as what ESPN Plus and ESPN did for the Bundesliga, was all-out coverage. All-out coverage on on social media, on television, uh, for the opening game, of course, on ESPN Plus. Oh, and I also have to mention this, Chris, sorry. Uh Um, Non-soccer fans and casual soccer fans who are into American sports were complaining to me they were getting all these push alerts from ESPN about the Bundesliga. I loved hearing that. I was so happy to hear that. So that, and I guess it's the first time they've done it for soccer, other than maybe in the World Cup or Euro. So uh, props to ESPN for that. They they really went. They're really going all in, at least in promotion of the Bundesliga. Now, why they didn't do that for Serie A when they got the rights? Maybe Serie A fans can ask that question. But uh, well done. Yeah, and I, and I think they've learned a lot from Serie A as far as how to market a league and how to uh, position it, how how to get the word out there. So I think part of it is some learning lessons that they got from the Serie A coverage that they're now putting into the Bundesliga. Um, I think it's it's a great fit. It's a great fit for ESPN Plus. Uh, you mean every single game, and of, and of course too. Uh, we announced this week that uh, they will have one game a week from the the, the second division of the Bundesliga. Um, and over time, uh, ESPN has indicated that that will probably increase from one 
to to possibly two. We just don't know when that's going to happen. Part of it is that um, the feed that um, ESPN Plus and, and world broadcasters get from the second division of the German league has no audio, so it has no commentator, um, and it has basically no production put into it. So whoever takes that feed and then puts that uh, out there has to then go ahead and put a score bug on and add a commentator. And as we saw with Fox in the past, when it was on Fox Soccer Match Pass, they just went ahead and, and just basically televised it as is without adding a score bug, without adding a commentator. But I think part of it is ESPN and really the, their commitment levels and product, production levels. They feel bad, I think, in putting out a product that doesn't have a commentator and doesn't have a score bug on it. So that's the reason why we get one game a week for now, hopefully more in the future. Kartik, uh, anything else before we move on uh, that you saw from this past week that's worth mentioning? Uh, not really. I mean, I think uh, the the thing to me that that was really overwhelming was just the as we talked about at the top of the show, the amount of conversation about Peacock, and it continued after uh, into Tuesday and Wednesday was actually to me kind of overshadowed all of the games, all of the football. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting this level of, of vitriol or, or passion. Uh, the people who are defending Peacock are, I guess, equally passionate. Yeah, and I think it'll get better. I think it's one of those things that, I mean, the Roku issue was a, a massive issue that's been resolved. Like I said, Amazon Fire TV, there's a good workaround that's going to give you a, an experience just like um, the regular Amazon Fire TV Peacock app. And then it's just the... Um, I mean, there's other things too. There's, there's replays. But even the replays are games. So initially, NBC Sports, when they announced uh, Peacock, and um, I, d- I talked to them about the replays, when when would they be available? And the policy from the Premier League is that 9 p.m. Eastern time uh, that night is by the time that all of the, the replays will be available. What we're seeing so far is if a game is exclusive to Peacock, so this Monday's Liverpool against Arsenal game is going to be live on Peacock. Within about two hours after the game has ended, it's available on, on replay. So um, so depending on the time of the day, if you have a game that kicks off early in the morning, say it's a 7.30 Eastern time game and it's a 4.30 Eastern uh, in the morning, uh, 4.30 Pacific time in the morning, uh, and that's on Peacock exclusively, then usually within a couple of hours, it'll be on Peacock. So that's a big big uh, plus in terms of people who may be living on the west coast or living in hawaii that want to watch these games but don't want to wake up you mean the crack of dawn um and yeah so it's it's better than what was first reported and again too i I think we just need to kind of go along with it i mean for me it's it's great i mean it's i mean i still get to watch these games um the price point is cheap and you mean you can sign up for an annual plan if you want to, which is I think like fifty bucks, but it's cheaper than NBC Sports Gold, and you get a whole bunch of other coverage on there that you didn't get with NBC Sports Gold. All right, Kartik. As far as the TV streaming news, we're going to skip that this week because we've covered the, the Roku news uh, with Peacock now being available, and uh, we'll save some of the. And we've also talked about a lot about streaming. And uh, the media companies and them getting involved in the, ga- the name of the game when it comes to um, soccer these days. So let's move on to TV ratings. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, we don't have a lot of those because 
most of the games, especially last weekend, were on streaming. But I'll have you kick it off with, with the big one. Yeah, the big news, which uh, has got people excited all over Twitter, 495000 for the North Carolina Courage-Orlando uh, Pride match on CBS, which was on Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. Uh, it's the third successive week that an NWSL game has been on. Uh, on Saturday afternoon, they have a fourth successive week this week, uh, coming up Saturday the 26th, and then they take a few weeks off uh, before showing another match. But it looks like the repetition of showing all these NWSL games over the air uh, is really helping uh, the league and helping CBS. Uh, these are better numbers than, quite honestly, we've seen from MLS games in, in similar time slots. So oh, that's sure. a, a big, a big feather in the cap of NWSL and uh, CBS. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So far, so good there from both uh, NWSL and CBS. Now, in terms of the, the Bundesliga game that we mentioned that was on Friday on ESPN, which was also on ESPN Deportes and also on ESPN Plus, that one on ESPN, the English language uh, channel on television, uh, 204,000 viewers uh, tuned in for that one, which is much greater than what Fox was getting when Fox would have a game on FS1. Um, usually, well, on a Friday game, usually that, that number would be less than 100,000. For a buy-in game, that might be a little bit more than 100,000. So based on this number, <clears throat> it looks like ESPN doubled that. And that, that's a very optimistic, very positive start. From what I'm hearing, too, is that the uh, ESPN Plus streaming numbers from the Bundesliga from last season, while they won't be uh, made available to the public, were very, very positive. So a lot of uh, positive signs there from ESPN about um, the Bundesliga. Now, with the Premier League, the Premier League, there was no games on NBC last weekend, uh, NBC over the air, but there were two games on television and Arsenal against West Ham on NBCSN on Saturday. And that one had uh, almost half a million people, and that was 494,000 viewers for that. The Leicester-Burnley game on the Sunday morning, actually Sunday afternoon, I apologize, was uh, 210,000 viewers for that. So what this does, though, Kartik, because we don't get as well, as long as Peacock plays an active role in the Premier League as far as uh, showing most of the big games, such as the Chelsea-Liverpool game from last weekend that we won't know what the number is, uh, such as this Monday's Liverpool against Arsenal game, which is Peacock exclusive. I think the following week is uh, Aston Villa against Liverpool, and it looks like that's going to be on Peacock too. What it really points uh, or paints a picture, Kartik, to me is that in some ways it almost levels the playing field with the Premier League because... Yes, the Premier League is the most popular English language uh, soccer league in the United States. But part of that was the accessibility. Part of that was games being on NBCSN like Clockwork, being on NBC on a Saturday afternoon like Clockwork. That Clockwork <laughs> is broken. That Clockwork is no more. Going into the future, other than this weekend... We don't know when games are going to be on anymore. We know when the games will be on, but we don't know if it'll be Peacock or NBCSN or USA or, or NBC. So I, I think in some ways that's going to level the playing field as far as the viewing numbers, because we're only going to get isolated numbers for the Premier League. And as you see here with the Arsenal-West Ham game, uh, 494,000 viewers for NBCSN, which is a good number. It's a really good number. They're not going to be as big as we used to saw in the past unless it's a Leeds United against Liverpool on NBC opening weekend 
unless we have more games on on the Over the Year channel. But otherwise, if Peacock takes an active role, I think it diminishes the the popularity or the perceived uh, popularity of the Premier League in the United States. Do you agree or disagree? I agree in principle if we if the reliability the clockwork of knowing what network and when games are on changes now i'm not convinced it's going to change chris we are in a situation where the start times of matches are being staggered because of covid now covid's not going away in the uk obviously uh, the 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 Boris Johnson government just imposed new uh, uh uh new restrictions which is also going to change the start times of some matches actually yep. uh beginning next weekend uh but once we're back to the to the usual uh uh 12 30 uh three three o'clock 5 30 on saturdays and then the usual thing on sundays i think there will probably be an sn or nbc game in just about every time slot that's my prediction that i think it's going to be there's going to be some return to normalcy at some point uh with the television with how nbc uh, and again there'll be multiple games at, at some of those kickoff times so those other games will be on peacock uh, but I don't think we, that we're going to see permanently uh, f- full-on time slots uh, move to Peacock. Now, I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, then absolutely, you're right. Then the, the, the playing field between the Bundesliga and Premier League in particular has shifted because I also have to say I, I haven't put that much stock into American players driving, um, driving fandom. But there seems to be some residual effect of the Bundesliga having so many American guys come, come, come through the league, even if they've left now, like Pulisic and McKinney, that has in- interested American fans. And the Fox issue was the issue holding the league back. Now that it's more accessible in reality on ES- between ESPN Plus and ESPN, and they're pushing it, right? Like I said, they're non-soccer fans or casual soccer fans who are like, oh my gosh, they're sending me as much stuff about this Bundesliga as they do about college football and getting annoyed. Um, that completely changes the trajectory of things potentially. So I, I, I'd wait till after COVID. But if you're right, Chris, and there's going to be more and more games on Peacock, even in the time slots we're accustomed to having SN games, then, yeah, I think uh, the dynamics are going to shift in the next few seasons between those two leagues in the U.S. I think with the Bundesliga, though, too, if you look at the Twitter sphere, you would think that the Bundesliga was the number one league in the United States on television. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, yeah. You, you, so yeah. many of uh, the people you follow and I follow and we interact with are big Bundesliga fans. And and understandably so. It's a fantastic league. It's well-organized. It's attacking. It's well-produced. There's very little negatives about the Bundesliga. The only, the only negative is the very stubbornness in terms of kickoff times. Uh, even now during COVID, I mean, it's st- still stuck in the same time zone, uh, kickoff times. But the thing is, though, with the Premier League is that how much of an impact is Peacock going to have on numbers? Now, NBC can look at uh, Peacock and see instantly how many people are watching these games. Is it much greater? Is it much less? It's, it's bound to be less. But but the issue I, I foresee is that uh, that water cooler conversation where it's Monday morning, uh, Kartik goes into the office and you mean has a cup of coffee and is talking to you mean those the, those friends that are into soccer, and and you say to them like, oh my gosh, did you see that Chelsea Liverpool game? You yeah, mean, 
And, but then again, the other people might say, like, no, I don't have Peacock. Ah, oh, man, you should have gotten it because it was such a good game and blah, blah, blah. No. That's the issue I see. Yeah, and I, I'm going to tell you, because I don't watch the NFL, I can't stand the NFL, right? I, I, I deliberately try and avoid it, that the water cooler talk on Monday morning, it was always easy for me to, 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 uh, to, 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 to divert and talk about the Premier League, because inevitably people have watched the Premier League game at the 11.30 start time on NBCSN, or 11 o'clock prior to the last, this, this most recent TV contract. So, um, yeah, if that's gone... That changes the dynamic in offices and break rooms and uh, in, in, in just kind of social settings around the country. So that's uh, that's a very, very good point. Yeah. And, and that's why I say, I say that uh, the perceived or the perception of the, the Premier League uh, as far as the popularity could de- could be diminished. Uh, maybe it's by a little. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's by a lot. We and that's the thing, though. Too, we won't know because NBC will probably not release those numbers. Peacock will probably the only numbers that they will release probably are the number of subscribers. You mean yes? Yeah. Right now it's at fifteen million. Okay, in six months from now will it be twenty million? Well, that we that doesn't tell us anything about how many people actually came to Peacock because of the Premier League. But yeah, hopefully after COVID. Whenever that'll be at this point, uh, it'll give us a better indication. But my thinking is, though, Kartik, is that we're going to see more and more games move to Peacock, especially next season. Next season, who knows? Next season, it could be that almost every game is going to be on Peacock, uh, especially if it helps the Peacock numbers. This season, they, they've, they've, they've said 175 games. That's it. They're not going to change that. But of those 175, how many of the big games are going to be on Peacock? So it is we're in transition. I, well, I, next season is sorry. I just want to throw out there, Chris. Next season's the last season of NBC's contract. Yeah, and it, and by that time that that starts, it's possible that we could know who the new broadcaster is going yeah, to be for the next yeah, six years. Yeah. And if it was if if it's not NBC Sports, they might say, okay, hey. The, the last season of the Premier League, 100% on Peacock. We're just going to go ahead and cash it in, get as much money as we can. And uh, we're not, we're not going to have it for the, I mean, the, the future after that. So let's go for it. Whew. I, I can't wait for that one, Kartik, to see what happens with the next um, discussions with the, the rights and the bidding. All right. Moving on to listener mailbag. First up is Martin in Colorado. You'll like this one, Kartik. I bought ESPN Plus solely to watch the Bundesliga, but was never a Fox Soccer Plus subscriber because I did not feel their price point matched the product they delivered. The ESPN Plus app, uh, which I view via the Amazon Fire Stick with an Ethernet adapter, so no lag time or no uh, buffering, makes it easy for me to watch any game I want, plus replays and the side programming like the Bundesliga archive and season previews, as well as more attention from the ESPN FC show that gives the Bundesliga superior platform to last year. Yes, maybe fewer people watch the games now, but I am sure more people will become or stay Bundesliga fans because the quality and reliability that ESPN delivers that Fox never did. Aside from Ian Joy, who did more advertising for Bundesliga games than Fox ever did. So overall, I'm keeping this app for as long as the Bundesliga is on ESPN+. It gets an A-plus rating from me. Wow. So Yeah, that's outstanding. Uh, yeah. 
And I think the um, off the top of my head, I think I think the deal with uh, the Bundesliga six years. six years exactly. It's yeah. it's like an NBC deal. I mean, six years from now, I mean, I mean, the whole world could be very very different. So six years is a long time to go ahead and establish a really good relationship and build on that. So six years from now, I mean, the Bundesliga could be bigger than some of these other leagues that are competing against it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, again, the uh, I hate to keep bringing this up every every week, it seems like, but the be-in issue is going to have to be resolved for, for La Liga or they're going to be – now that the Bundesliga is getting this level of, of attention, this level of uh, promotion in the U.S., and really this level of accolade. You talk about Twitter. If, if you're in kind of the U.S. soccer Twitter sphere, you'd think the Bundesliga was the biggest league in the world, honestly. Uh, even even the, the people who only talk about MLS – if they talk about one league in Europe, it's the Bundesliga, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I think La Liga is really they, – they got to be looking at this thing, and they, they got to find a way out in the U.S., unless it's just not that important to them. Because um, I think I saw a story recently that their rights fee, uh, whatever they're getting from BN, is kind of comparable to, uh, to what uh, the Premier League is getting from NBC, which I found hard to believe. But I, I think I saw that somewhere. Yeah, right now La Liga is getting left behind in the dust. I mean, the actual rights fee, which I haven't seen it, but if you have seen it, can't extend it over. But the rights fee was a global one. So you'd be in sports oh, did a, yeah, a, a global yeah. deal. So it, it would be hard to, to kind of say, okay, what portion of that was the United States? But, but I mean, I love La Liga. But to me, La Liga has fallen down in the pecking order. I mean, today, as we're recording this podcast, we're recording it on Wednesday night, a little bit earlier than what we anticipate usually. But um, Friday's game, two days from now, has been has been moved. So you got uh, a game featuring Athletic Bilbao that's been moved from Friday to Sunday w- within two days of the game being played. There's a lot of like just really messy scheduling a lot of um not a lot of interest in the la liga this season um and but i mean a lot of interest in the bundesliga it seems to be a lot more exciting to me as uh, as a neutral but I'm, I'm sure some other people probably agree with that too next up is jeff moser jeff says i've been following the site for over a year and for the last six months have been listening to the weekly podcast although i did not grow up with or play soccer uh, I'm in my 40s. I'm a soccer f- uh, fan of three years and have really fallen for the sport. Thank you, Kartik and the World Soccer Talk crew for what you do on both the site and the podcast is very helpful, including for newbies to the sport like me. Hey, that, that, that's perfect, Kartik, because I, I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of it, too, is that, yes, we talk to the hardcore. And actually, if you listen to this podcast and you're a newbie, uh and you mean you're right with us in, in terms of uh, what we're talking about, about. That's a huge accomplishment because we do go deep into the hardcore of soccer. Um, so that's great to see. I mean, as somebody that like Jeff, who's new to the sport, who's really fallen for uh, fallen for it. Um, for me, it's it's it really is uh, it is my life. I mean, I, of course, I have my family, um, but for me, it's seven days a week. It's you mean full on whether I'm watching soccer. Uh, with my kids, you mean it's watching them play or watching it on television or writing about it or updating schedules about it. Uh, and as for you, Kartik, too, same thing, too. It, it is really it's, it's our lives. It's our passion. And, and hopefully that comes through on this podcast. Yeah. So thank you, Jeff. I really appreciate that. 
Next up is JP. Seeing all the comments on Peacock makes me glad I'm not a diehard Premier League fan. Cannot imagine watching uh, Serie A without the ability to rewind to anything I missed on ESPN+. Even being Sports Connect has that functionality, and we know that's not exactly, exactly the gold standard for streaming. I get your point that people should be expected to pay for soccer coverage, but fans of Premier League were once given everything for free, provided you had NBCSN, and are now slowly rolling back the access. Can see how that would upset people. At the same time, they need multiple services to follow the league. It's like the ESPN model for Serie A on steroids. They are going to lose the casual fans that uh, they once gained from making the the, the matches ubiquitous on NBC platforms. If they lose the NHL after next season, which is very possible, and have more Premier League behind a paywall, then NBCSN becomes just as useless as CBS Sports Network uh, before they they had the uh, Champions League and Europa League. And would be very interesting how Comcast could justify carrying the channel but not be in sports without obviously violating antitrust regulations. Now, this week... In the Wall Street Journal, there was an article about uh, how within Comcast and within within NBC Universal, there's such a focus on Peacock. It's all about Peacock. It's everything's about Peacock that they've started looking at some of the the TV channels and saying like, hey, do we really need to have some of these TV channels? Like, um, I can't even remember some of the names of them, which I always forget. But Bravo and channels like that, maybe. Yeah, but NBCSN could be part of that too. I mean, imagine if um, if that channel, if NBCSN lost the Premier League rights in the next deal, what would be on NBCSN? And and and, and like um, JP mentioned, if they lost the the NHL, what would be on that channel? I mean, to worth watching other than the Olympics, of course. But that's I mean, every four years. Um, what is there left? I, I mean, this rugby. If they well, if they do lose the NHL, I think they probably fold NBC Sports, uh, NBCSN. I don't think they keep it going. It's possible because I mean they don't have a lot of soccer rights. I mean it's it's a Premier League yeah. or nothing. You mean practically? Um, which reminds me a little bit of Fox Soccer Channel towards the end of of their stay, where the Premier League was number one. But they didn't have a lot of other rights. I mean, I think they'd lost a lot of the other rights that they did have. The Premier League was such a focus. But uh, Tim Keane says, I get Peacock as part of my Comcast cable service, so I'm not overly concerned about the availability of matches. I live on the West Coast, so the complaint I have is that the early games, coverage begins at 4 a.m. Eastern Pacific time, is essentially unavailable. I used to be able to record them on a DVR, and begin watching at a more reasonable time. The full match replay is not available until later in the day when we all know the score, which tends to make it less than exciting. So so that's part of it too. I mean, a lot of the criticism or a lot of the feedback and comments we've gotten over the past week has been that Peacock doesn't have a DVR and they suck. But, but the reality is, Kartik, is that um, these days most streaming services don't have a DVR. ESPN doesn't have a DVR. Um, Peacock obviously doesn't. And I don't think CBS All Access has it. Most of it is now either it's live programming or on demand. And you'd go into, say, BR Live as another example. If you missed a game, you could go ahead. Maybe a couple of hours after the game has ended, you could go into your on-demand section. Same, with, same thing with Fanatis too. 
and watch that game on demand. So, so hopefully, like I mentioned to you about the replays, hopefully some of those early morning games uh, are going to be uh, available sooner than we first reported. Uh, if it's on Peacock, for whatever reason, if it's on Peacock exclusively, they do get added to the replay section a lot faster. Uh, if you check out our YouTube channel, uh, just just Google or look on YouTube, look for World Soccer Talk. We've got a, a demo that shows you where to find the replays on Peacock and goes into more details. But uh, hopefully that will help things. But uh, yes, I know it, it's not perfect. Um, but if, if it is on television, if it's a 7.30 um, Eastern time, 4.30 Pacific time game on a Saturday and it's on television, there are some, I mean, there are some streaming services that do have DVRs, but they're, they're usually the most uh, expensive ones, such as Fubo TV or YouTube TV. Joe Cromwell says um, that last week's episode was, episode was one of my favorites. I also saw a lot of people complaining about Peacock. I really like it. The monthly purchases are always easy for me. I have a family. When I see one get charged, I really evaluate how much I've watched and if I'm wasting my money. I love the Two Robbies podcast. I wish it was longer. I'm going to miss Carl Martino. He would, he could say uh, some daring things, but do it like a gentleman and not come off wacky or hot takey like the guy in Fox does. I'm really excited to see what ESPN does with the Bundesliga. Fox didn't give it what it deserved. The app always worked well for me. Always a great picture. But I agree. Finding uh, a game on the app is so, sort of all over the place on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, the second season of Take Us Home, Leeds United, has dropped this morning on Amazon Prime, but only two episodes so far. Did they uh, do that uh, with the first season, or was it uh, only too long? So I think I think they're doing what um, they did with the uh, Tottenham Hotspur, um, yeah. One All or Nothing, where they're releasing in, in bits and pieces. So I think three episodes in the beginning, and then... Uh, weekly thereafter, I think it is, or, or you mean? So it's not all in one where you can just binge them all. I have started watching season two of the Take Us Home Leeds United, and uh, even though it, it probably has a lot of the same criticisms I had about the the Spurs one, where it is very positive, just Marcelo Bielsa just um, infatuates me, <laughs> intrigues me. Probably intrigues is a better word. Intrigues me so much that I'm hanging on to those episodes to try to get into the mind of Bielsa to try to see how he operates. And, and that documentary series does do a lot of that. I mean, you get to know the Leeds players too, which is great uh, as well as the club and the fans. But so far season two, I'm as hooked as I was on season one. And that's check that's out on Amazon, uh, Amazon prime. If you get that. All right, Kartik, uh, so we want you to have your say as well as the listeners and uh, anyone who has any, any questions, any feedback, any observations, uh, any opinions, and uh, let us know anything about the world of soccer media. Uh, tell us, and we'd love to read that out on air. You can always reach us via email through web at worldsoccertalk.com as well as facebook.com slash worldsoccertalk and on Twitter at World Soccer Talk. Plus, of course, you can, you can always post your comments on worldsoccertalk.com. Um, as far as where to find the podcast, this week we've got some big news, and that is that uh, Amazon Music now has a new feature where they have podcasts. So if you go to uh, Amazon Music 
Uh, you can find the World Soccer Talk podcast there and you can subscribe to that for free, uh, as well as finding it, of course, on Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, uh, YouTube, Overcast, uh, worldsoccertalk.com, etc. All right, Kartik, so if uh, if listeners want to catch up uh, with you and uh, find out the latest information about whether it's about hurricanes, elections, um, Bielsa, um, Man City, etc., uh, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at KKFLA737. I guess I offended a lot of Barcelona fans uh, by saying that I thought Serginho Dest would be better off going to Bayern Munich, then Barcelona caused a Twitter war over this. Uh, I, uh, I, I I was told by some people Barcelona is a better club and is a better team right now than Bayern Munich, which and I found quite kind of remarkable given the last time those two teams played, which was very recently. But anyway, my Twitter is KKFLA737. Sometimes you'll, you'll get dragged into some strange arguments like that one. It, it's got to be hard, though, to be a Barcelona fan right now because, I mean, they, they haven't played many games, right, this season because right. of uh, coming off uh, from the European competitions. Uh, they've seen a lot of players leave to go to clubs such as Wolves and, and, and other clubs. Um, so people have been cherry-picking a lot of their players. Uh, Luis Suarez looks like he's on his way to Atletico Madrid, uh, etc. So they've lost a lot of players. Uh, they've got some youth coming through the system. But this could be really, I mean, a transition year. This could be a wake-up call. And for a lot of Barcelona fans that are that are newer, that have been used to just uh, scintillating years, scintillating football, it could mark a period where it's going to be a transition for a few years before they come back to anywhere close to the best, if, if at all, anywhere near the best. And, I mean, for all of us, I think, uh, you know this, Kartik, a bunch of my cousins are mad, mad Man United fans. I mean, the entire family yeah. are just hardcore and um, you mean this? This is a transition for them. Like the last few years, ever since Sir Alex Ferguson left the club, um, it's a completely different Man United. And it is one of the things that um, I mean, as soccer fans, I, I, there's no club that's always been at the very top. That's been through, uh, has been at peaks. There's always peaks and valleys, and sometimes like troughs. You mean <laughs> the bottom of the uh, of the barrel, but. Uh, I think that's part of being a football fan is that you appreciate the good times, but then also persevere for the bad times. Yeah, I learned that with Liverpool fans when Torres went to Chelsea, and I thought uh, it was a move uh, upward at the time. I mean, the, the, the shtick I got for saying that, when I thought that was a very logical comment at that point in time. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, particularly fans of big clubs, when they, when they uh, face hard times, they, uh, they, they don't adapt to it well, and I'm finding that with Barcelona fans. Anyway, so it's KKFLA737 is my right. Twitter handle. And then one more thing before we go, Kartik, is I'll go first because I didn't give you a heads up about this. But what one match this weekend should listeners uh, watch? One's like a, one that you would recommend that's a must see that I mean, on paper sounds like it's going to be a good game. I mean, for me, it, this is pretty, pretty predictable, but I'm really intrigued by Arsenal to see what they're made of going against Liverpool on Monday you mean Arsenal so far have been really encouraging the way that they've been playing. They've seemed to have more discipline, more structure, uh, really exciting. I mean, uh, up front, and Liverpool has been a bit shaky. I mean, definitely uh, last weekend was better than than the previous week, 
But um, I, I, hopefully Arsenal can really test Liverpool in this one. So I, that's my recommendation. Uh, Monday's uh, three o'clock game, Liverpool against Arsenal. What about you? Yeah, so that would have been mine. Uh, I think that that's the most interesting because to me, Liverpool at this point look like uh, they're further away from the rest of the Premier League than they were last year. And they won by, what, 20 points or whatever last year. I mean, I, I, I actually am not like everyone else who thought that they struggled against Leeds. I think Leeds are very good. I think Leeds are top top 10 team and they yep. took every punch from Leeds and they still won. And then they went to Chelsea and uh, played them off the park. So uh, now there were some issues where Werner had to play on the left because uh, uh, Pulisic is hurt and Ziyech is hurt. And uh, Lampard doesn't have confidence in Hudson Adoy yet, uh, which I think speaks pretty, I mean, he's the only out and out winger that's fit and he didn't play. So uh, there were, there were various issues. And then obviously Christensen getting a red card, which I think has to do with the fact that Kepa is their keeper. If Caballero is their keeper, he probably doesn't make that mistake. It's a confidence thing with that back four, but still very impressed by Liverpool, but Arsenal have probably been the best team uh, in England so far this season. Uh, and, and certainly when you include the community shield in that and, and you, you think about the FA Cup final really kind of bleeding into this season uh, and it, it's the camaraderie, it's the way they're playing football. It's the uh, it, it, it's what Willian has given them. It's uh, El Nenny in the first match and then he doesn't start in the second match, but they still look really good in midfield. So. I'm intrigued by that. I will give you a bonus pick, though. I'm going to say Leverkusen and RB Leipzig. That's Saturday morning, 9.30 Eastern time on ESPN+. Leverkusen were very, very good last season, but they've lost Kai Havertz. They've been very good the last few seasons. They lost Kai Havertz. They lost Kevin Volon. That's most of their goal scoring. Uh, RB Leipzig want to see how... Um, they uh, they react uh, as this season progresses. It just feels like they haven't made the sort of moves they need to to keep up with with Dortmund and and, and Bayern, and that it'll be a two horse race in the in the Bundesliga. It's very last year it was very much a three horse race for much of the season until COVID. So uh, I want to see how these two teams, which are in transition, that have lost players and. You mentioned Chelsea, uh, the best player for Leverkusen, the best player for Leipzig. They both go to Chelsea. Chelsea buys both those guys. So 9.30 a.m. ESPN Plus on Saturday. <laughs> All right. So if you give a bonus, I'll give a bonus too. And that is at the same time on Saturday. It's 9.30 on ESPN Plus. And this is uh, Augsburg against Dortmund. I was really impressed by Augsburg uh, in the opening game last weekend, uh, going to uh, Union uh, Berlin. And getting the victory looking really positive. I mean, in previous seasons with Augsburg, uh, this seemed to be more of a kind of a defensive mindset or not, not as uh, as well-oiled or well-skilled. But I was really impressed by their performance. So I think Dortmund will, will win this game, but it should be an exciting game between two teams that are really playing some good football. So that's my, my pick as a bonus for Saturday. All right, Kartik, uh, heading, heading into another weekend of football from around the world. Uh, what should they do? Enjoy your football. <laughs> <laughs>